Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Our Dad Stamps podcast. I'm Sheila. And I'm Pete. And as it's that time of year, I thought today we would talk about Christmas stamps. Oh, love Christmas. So Pete, when was the first time you realised Father Christmas wasn't real? What do you mean he's not real? So you still believe in Surely Father Christmas must be real. now? Well, here in Spain we have Papa Noel, don't we? Well, yes, but... Uh... It's the same thing, it's just called by a different name. So yes, of course he's real. Back to uh, the Christmas stamps. When I decided I'd do something about Christmas stamps, I thought I'll give it a brief introduction about the first Christmas stamp and then talk about various issues and various countries. But when I started doing my research, I discovered it wasn't as easy as that because there's lots of disputes about which was the first country to issue a Christmas stamp and what was actually qualified as a Christmas stamp. So first in the queue was Canada, which printed a stamp in 1898, and it had a map of the world on the stamp with the British Empire marked in red, uh, a traditional map of that era. At the bottom of the stamp, it had the words Xmas 1898. So that would make you think that maybe that should be the first Christmas stamp. However, it wasn't designed to commemorate Christmas. It was actually designed to commemorate the start of the Penny Post in Canada. At that time, Canada decided that they were going to standardise the postal cost. And although it was called the Penny Post, it was actually two cents. They brought in the scheme that it would cost two cents to send a letter anywhere within Canada. And that came out on Christmas Day, 1898. So the reference to Christmas 1898 refers solely to the introduction of the Penny Post, not to do with Christmas. That may or may not class as a Christmas stamp. So what did Canada have before Before, introducing the Penny, Penny Post? Before that, it was variable, so it depended on how far you were sending the letter, how much it weighed, where it was going... So it was different costs throughout. I mean, Canada is a big is a big country, but it costs you a different amount to send it from, um, say, Toronto to British Columbia, the other side of the, than it did from Toronto to Ontario. And my geographical knowledge of Canada isn't great, so I may have got that wrong. But so the penny post was they scrapped all that and just everything was just a everything penny was well. As I said, it was actually two cents, but they called it the penny post to match in with the original idea of the penny black. So they must have lost money hand over fist, I would have thought. Um, no, for the same reason that it was introduced in, in Britain, because it was cheap and because it made it so much easier then, everybody knew it was just two cents, go and buy your two cents stamp, stick it in the post. Posting a letter became much, much more popular. So yes, it was slightly cheaper, but more people were doing it. So they actually made more money from doing that, as did the, the post office when they introduced the Penny Black. So that was a win-win for everybody. The post office were making more money and it was encouraging people 
exactly. to write letters and stay in communication with friends and family. Yeah, and I believe the postmaster had fought for that for quite a while, be accepted in Canada, which is why he was pleased to put the, the date on there. So the penny post is quite a radical idea. Though. Well, yes, yeah. But as I said, I don't think that classifies as a Christmas stamp. It's debatable. You, you read lots of different stories. But there are other contenders. And in 1904, Denmark produced Christmas labels, which were specifically designed to commemorate Christmas. They were printed to be stuck on envelopes. However, they didn't have any postal value. They were literally just labels. They were just so like you a sticker. St- yeah, so you still had to put a stamp on the, on the letter to post it. So again... Although that commemorated Christmas, it can't really be classed as a, as a Christmas stamp. So we move on to the next one was the Netherlands. In 1923, the Netherlands produced stamps round about Christmas that showed a child in a manger. But they were, they were designed for charity. You paid the postage costs, but then you paid a, a fee on top of that that went to charity. The Postal Service from the Netherlands have said that we have never produced Christmas stamps. So, again, that doesn't really class as a Christmas stamp. In 1937, Austria produced a stamp at Christmas time, but it wasn't really anything to do with Christmas, and it has been suggested that it was a Christmas stamp. But again, the Austrian authorities don't think it is. There's two more which could lay claim to being the first Christmas stamp. The first is Brazil, which in 1939 produced four stamps showing the wise men and star of Bethlehem. But they were actually listed as youth stamps, not as Christmas stamps. And in 1935, the British forces in Egypt were able to send Christmas cards home to their loved ones. The British postal system made a a special overprint for an Egyptian stamp that said... Christmas 1935 and the value of the post underneath it. So that could legitimately lay claim to be the first Christmas stamp. However, it was just an overprint on an existing stamp. It wasn't a special stamp. So we're not quite there yet. The first truly Christmas stamp was from Hungary. Printed in 1943, it shows a nativity scene and was designed solely for the purpose of commemorating Christmas and for use on the Christmas post. And it's a set of three stamps, each one depicting nativity scenes. So I think Hungary can lay claim to being the first country to produce a Christmas stamp. But it was hard work getting there. Soon after that, several other countries followed, but it wasn't actually till 1966 that the UK joined in and started producing Christmas stamps. Apparently in 1964, Tony Benn, who was the Postmaster General at the time, suggested that there should be Christmas stamps issued the following year. But the Post Office didn't like the idea. They said it didn't fit in with their criteria for commemorative issues, which we talked about last week. But he kept fighting his cause and eventually it was agreed that in 1966, Britain would produce a Christmas stamp. And they have been producing the Christmas stamp ever since then. It was also decided that the images on the stamp would be as a result of a competition. The children from the British public were invited to design the Christmas stamp. And there were over 5,000 entries, apparently. 
which were judged by a team of eight stamp designers to become Britain's first Christmas stamp. And they were issued on the 1st of December. The designs that were accepted, one was a picture of the King of the Orient, which was designed by somebody called Tazvir Shimza, and that was used on the Prupni stamp. The second design was a snowman, which was designed by someone called James Berry, which was put on the one and sixpence. These were very popular, and the Postal Service have used children's designs twice since, once in 1981 and once in 2013. But those two were the first ever Christmas stamps. And Christmas stamps have been popular in Britain ever since. They are the most used stamps on letters, because of, of course everybody sends their Christmas cards out at that time of year. Most people like to put Christmas stamps on their Christmas cards. So in terms of sales, they are probably the most popular stamps produced each year. For myself, my favourite Christmas stamps are actually from New Zealand. And I'm not sure whether this is just because they were the first Christmas stamps I remember. And I remember saving them as a child. Because when I started collecting those stamps, Britain still wasn't producing any Christmas stamps. So... I had nothing to compare it with. But from 1960 to till at least 1969, maybe 1970, New Zealand produced a single stamp every year. But it was always a, a religious painting. And to me, as, as a child, they, they always looked quite classy. And as I said, it was always just one single stamp, which was the cost for the local post at that time, and was obviously used, as it was in England, for everybody to send their Christmas cards. Yeah, they're certainly worth having a look at. And because it's only one of each in the set, they can be collected as a whole set, which makes it look quite nice. One other country I wanted to talk about with regards to Christmas stamps, and it's partly because my collection is largely centred around multi-stamps. But the stamps of Malta have always been imaginative with their design. They always have a religious theme. Being a Catholic country, it's, it's a big thing, and so their stamps always have a religious theme. But in the mid-60s, they experimented with different shapes of stamps, and they had lots of unusual shaped stamps. Not just at Christmas, but they had long, tall, thin ones. They had five-sided stamps. And for the Christmas stamp in 1967, they produced what's called a triptych, now, a triptych is actually a series of three paintings that go together to form one overall image. And Malta did the same with the stamps. There are three stamps that go together to form an overall picture, but they are separate stamps. One is a penny stamp, one is an 8p stamp, and one is a one shilling and four stamp. And as I said, those three fit together to form one picture. And the shape of the stamp is in the form of a, a trapezium. And in that I mean the top and the bottom of the stamp are, are parallel to each other. But the sides of the stamp, depending on which stamp, they're wide at the bottom and narrow at the top. On the penny and the one of fourpence, and on the eightpence, they're wide at the top and narrow at the bottom, which makes the three fit together nicely. Uh, but it's a very unusual design and interesting shapes. I mean, that must have been very high maintenance to produce with having to have completely different plates, completely different paper. They did it quite 
imaginatively, as I said, because two of them were wide at the bottom and narrow at the top and the other was wide at the top, narrow at the bottom, it produced one overall trapezoid shape. By putting the stamp next to it upside down, or the, th- the, the three next to it upside down, they actually then fitted together in a normal line and a whole sheet of stamps could be produced without too much wastage of paper. So are you going to put a picture of these stamps now that you've got a YouTube channel and people can see the stamp while you're talking about it? I am indeed going to do that as well, yes. I have a whole sheet that I had of that set. But they also did an interesting thing, and I guess this was solely for the stamp collectors. As I said, it was designed as a triptych, so it was designed that the three stamps, three separate stamps went together and they formed a single picture together, went together. So when you bought a sheet of stamps, there was a penny, an eightpence, and a one and fourpence together on the sheet of stamps. And that was reproduced so many times on the sheet. But they also produced a sheet that was solely of the one penny stamp. And how they did that was to have one the right way up, then the next one was upside down, and then the next one was the right way up and upside down. And they did that for each of the values. Although there were only three stamps produced, you could actually buy four sheets that were completely different. So for the stamp collective, it was, a, it was a bonus to have extra variations of the stamp. But yes, that's an interesting stamp and one I, I do have in my collection and quite like the look and the fact that it is a different shape. Christmas stamps will carry on being produced year after year. The current one in Britain actually has a barcode attached on the side of the stamp and that apparently is going to be used in the sorting office to help sort the stamps. I don't know exactly how that works at the moment. It's quite a new idea. And it's not on all of the the Christmas stamps. There's two values which has the barcode on, but you can also buy the same stamp without the barcode on. And then there's two other stamps that haven't got a barcode on. So it's a strange idea, but if it works, I can imagine we're going to be seeing barcodes on stamps a lot in the future. And what are the pictures on the UK Christmas stamps this year? They are nativity scenes, stylised nativity scenes, but they are nativity scenes. So thank you for listening again. Have a happy Christmas, everybody. And listen again next week for another edition of Our Dad Stamps Podcast. Happy Christmas! Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too. I would love to hear from you with your tips and stories. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Our Dad Stamps, as well as through my online shops at eBay and Delcamp. Listen again next week for another episode of the Our Dad Stamps podcast.